Well, a very good afternoon to everybody. I'm Michael Taylor. I've been asked once again to host this Live Better Manchester webinar. I hope you're all bearing up, working from home, working from different locations during this prolonged lockdown. I'm sure it's not where we all expected we were going to be on this beautiful sunny day, but thanks for turning up and thanks for registering with this webinar. Um, it'd be really great if, um, if you could just um, share it uh, on social media live better manchester or live better mcr if you're enjoying it my guest today is jeff ross from harrison ross a physiotherapist based in manchester who one of the partners and presenters at the original live better manchester uh, first conference that we held at the etihad stadium um last year seems such a long time ago doesn't it jeff <laughs> that, uh, oh, it does <laughs> um now we've got a series of podcasts on that are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, wherever you get your uh, podcast content from. We're going to continue doing these webinars as long as people feel that they're useful. We did one last week on leadership. Today is really about physical well-being and working from home. Now I'm sure, like all of you, you know we didn't expect that suddenly our homes were going to be transformed into our into our offices. We haven't got those super comfy chairs that. Um, that, um, that people in our businesses, our organisations have organised for us. I work at Manchester Metropolitan University and we get well looked after with things like that. Um, all sorts of really nice chairs, good seating positions, people come around. Nobody's done that since I've been working from home, except today when I've got Jeff Ross, who's worked with all sorts of different businesses. So Jeff, tell us first of all about Harrison Ross and the work that you do. Well, I'll give you a brief sort of intro. We've been around uh, 15 years now. Um, it was uh, Rob Harris and myself who set the business up uh, 2004, so uh, well back now. And we, we both we both worked at Manchester City as, the, as a physiotherapist then. Um, and, and our background was always working professionally in elite sports. So we, we worked at, at Manchester City, um, Wigan Warriors Rugby League. I was the head physio at Sale Sharks Rugby when we won the Premiership back in 2006 in the glory days. Um, and we continue to look after a number of professional athletes um, based all around the UK, um, but particularly Northwest athletes as well. We currently look after all the Red Bull sponsored athletes in the UK, so a bunch of world champions, Olympic athletes, and um, mainly extreme sport athletes, those guys, but like the top of their game. Um, so we look after a lot of athletes, but that was, that was sort of our driver to actually set up Harrison Ross in the first place, that we felt that what we were delivering to the professional sports people, we felt was a gap in the market there in terms of the delivery of physiotherapy to the, the man on the street. And we felt that what we were doing with professional athletes, we could deliver to everyone else. And that's always been our aim and continues to be our aim today, that we still work with elite sports people and professional athletes, but we try and deliver the same level of care and attention to those to, to, that we do to them, to everyone else. And We've, as we've gone, we've, we offer a number of different services now, not just physiotherapy, we, we do podiatry and massage, and hydrotherapy and acupuncture, etc. But um, we, also, we, we also work with a number of businesses now as well around the Northwest. We, we have a physiotherapist full-time at the Bentley Motors headquarters down in Crewe, looking after their factory staff and their head office workers and keeping them safe, uh, which is a really nice mix because you've got the almost a labour-intensive aspect of that on the factory floor but you've got the, the, the head office staff who sit down all day. Um, and then we work with other um, companies um, in Manchester as well, um, such as uh, DWF Law, 
um, Sports Tours International, um, and uh, and some of the property developers in the Northwest as well, Anderson Young and um, News Developments. So um, looking after their staff and and keeping them all fit and healthy, and and, and trying to make sure that they they have a really understanding of how of as a staff member, how can you look after yourself? And as an employer, how can you help facilitate looking after your yeah. staff as well? Because I think we all know, it's, it's no secret that a, a happy, healthy workforce is, is more productive. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, what employee well-being and staff well-being is, is certainly um, much, much it's, it's certainly important and it's, it's, it's seen as much more important now than it was not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, our intentions to to look at every aspect of of working life—that's the whole th- thoughts behind Live Better Manchester, and it's it's no different now than we're in this enforced situation of the lockdown. Now, if anybody at, uh, who's logged into this wants to chat, there's a chat room running alongside it. You can see on the menu on the bottom. You can also submit questions to uh, to Jeff, but uh, don't fire them all in now. Just hear, hear what he's got to say. We might cover off what. Um, um, some of your, some of Jeff's own experiences of working with different clients. So I'm going to fire in with the first question then, Jeff. So most of us have been working from home now for eight, nine weeks. Um, how should we look about transforming our home environment, which is usually just a sofa, a dining table, those sorts of things, to transforming it into an instantaneous workspace that where we can actually be not only comfortable and productive, but also, frankly, not knacker our backs in. Yeah, look, it's 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 um it's it's not um it's probably simpler than it sounds, but it can be quite daunting at first. I know you know I've been talking to a lot of people over the last few weeks, doing video calls to people and and trying to help people where we can. And I know people are getting sore out there, and so it's trying to help people like understand why they're getting sore and, and can we change that? And it's, some people are lucky, you know, they're lucky enough that they they're already sort of working from home to an extent or. Their, their businesses managed to get them set up before this all happened and, and, and generally they're in a pretty good position. But I think, I think that the fact that the, the, the big thing is not to get too daunted by this. Um, I think it is hard. Like it, it work, work is work, isn't it? You walk into the office and you sort of switch your brain on to work and you've got your desk and everything's there for you. And, and, and at home we can be distracted by uh, children, homeschooling, pets, etc. So I think it's important, first of all, to try and find an area that, that is yours for work and, and that can be your workspace because I think there's, there's, there's no doubt that we, can, we, can't, we can't sort of uh, separate the, the mental and the, the physical and I think, I think one absolutely um, plays off the other. So I think try and find that, work, that area that you can, can be your workspace and, um, and it might, might be that that still transforms during the day. Like it might be that, you know, it, it's still your breakfast table uh, but then it becomes your work table and then it becomes your dinner table but but you've still got to have those demarcation lines but I think um, other people's houses might be like mine I am my wife's also working from home running a fundraising team for a charity Um, we've got a son home from university we've got a son home from the army so it's a fair amount of demand on our broadband for a start but it's also a fair amount of demand for you know, for workspaces in particular to, to have Zoom calls like this one. Um, we won't go in, yeah. we're going to the technology maybe maybe on another on another occasion, but finding those spaces to work as well where we can all be comfortable. Um, any, any suggestions there, Jeff? Yeah, look, I think, and I think, um, like, 
I've, I've been in the middle of this myself. I've been working from home. I'm actually in the clinic today and starting to get moving again. But the I've been in that home environment. I've been working from my literally the kitchen table, laptop on the kitchen table. But I can't do my Zoom calls from there because I've got two children who are homeschooling and a wife that's trying to work and homeschool. So I then take myself into another room to do my Zoom calls. But I think one of the one of the offices that I've been into in Manchester in the last few months, it's, it's a new office, it's Muse Development's office, um, just, um, just by Salford Main Station. And it's a beautiful old building, but they've, 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 they've renovated it in a beautiful way. But when you walk into their offices, it's one of these more modern offices now, and they've got they've got some they've got seated areas, so you have a seated desk, so they have a clean a clear desk policy, but 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 you sit down, you put your laptop out, and and there's your seated area. But from there, you're encouraged to move throughout the day, so you're encouraged to move from there to a, a standing desk area. You're encouraged to go to a, a meeting room if you if you need a meeting. There's there's a couple of breakout areas, um, some with some with uh, couches or or more comfortable seating um, and you're encouraged to move throughout the day and flow through the office and I, and I do think that that is really the future in terms of offices not being stuck in these sardine cans of one desk after another I do think that actually that needs to be the, the way forward for offices where, where it's, a, it's a more workable space and if you think about our homes now that's very much what a lot of homes are like with having a bit of an open plan area and and I, and I find myself doing that during the day. I'll sit at the kitchen table, which is more of a desk scenario, but then I'll move to maybe the kitchen worktop. And I've even been, I've even, I've even got out the ironing board, not to do the ironing, but to put my laptop on top oh, very of that. Good. So a stand, there's, a, there's, a, there's a standing desk, and it's a, it's a great way of getting yourself up. Um, my, my Zoom calls, I'm often going into the, another lounge area, and I'm sitting on the floor with my back against the sofa, or I'm doing it in standing with my... Uh, my iPad up on the mantelpiece, and I think it's 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 try. My my tip would be that it's 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 important to have a space where you do sit because some things you have to sit for. You you, you want to concentrate. You want to get your laptop out. And you want to type, and you want to be able to concentrate on what you're doing. But but you, none none of us should be sitting there for the whole day. Like th that is not that's not productive. It's not good for you. You're going to end up with a sore back. You're going to end up stiff. So do not sit down all day. And I would encourage people, if they take nothing else out of this today, but make sure you move throughout the day. And that's almost the benefit of, if you can, if, you, if you're doing some typing, then great, sit at the kitchen table and type. But then if you've got a Zoom call, go into another room and intentionally go into another room so that you have to move and you have to change positions. And if you can do it standing up, do it standing up. And I encourage people to, if they can, set their phone or their laptop or whatever to beep at them every half an hour and get up and move. And, and I know that might sound like it's breaking your day up loads and particularly if you've got a train of thought and you want to be engrossed in things, but that's where it all goes wrong is when you just sit there engrossed all day and then you pull your head up at the end of the day and you've got a, you've got a headache, you've got a stiff neck, your shoulders are sore, your lower back's sore and you just feel wiped out. Whereas if you've been moving up and down through the day and moving about, you'll feel so much better for that. So definitely find a space that you can, a table or a desk that you can work from. Um, you definitely need one of those, but, but have another couple of other options that you can move to throughout the day. Now, Jeff, I've, um, I've taken your advice on that. We had, a, we had a chat yesterday about this in preparation for today. And I'm doing exactly that. 
and I'm more than happy to be your guinea pig for the rest of the conversation today. If you needed me to demonstrate anything, I'm doing this call stood up. I've got my laptop and my iPad balanced on my mantelpiece in my living room, opposite what I would normally refer to as my office. I, that sofa there with my, with my books and papers around. Um, that office, by the way, has produced a 26,000 word dissertation during this lockdown. So at least I've been marginally productive. Um, but the, yeah, my, my, my point is that I feel better already, actually. I, my concentration levels aren't different from, from being here now, st stood up, having this discussion. Um, might I need to go and sit down in a few minutes? What, what do you suggest? Not necessarily. It's good, to, good for us to, to sit and then stand and sit and stand. So there, there, is some, there is some really good research out there. Like NASA have um, been doing, over the last few years, they've done quite a lot of research, which, and, and maybe because it's NASA, I think it's quite cool, but um, <laughs> they've done a lot of stuff. And, 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 and they've found that um, if you, if you and, and I know this is like, uh, this is interesting, but it's, it's, if you just sit or you just stand, it has the same effect on your body as being in zero gravity. Now, right. so, so to explain that further, if you're in zero gravity, we know that you lose bone density and you lose muscle mass and strength. So when the astronauts come back to Earth, they don't just suddenly start running around the place. They have to go through this graduated rehabilitation process to put the strength and size back into their muscles and their bones because otherwise they, they would actually damage them, their joints and, and, and tendons and ligaments significantly wow. if they started to try to run around. Wow. So, but, but to me, that's quite scary that if we, if we just sit or we just stand, then, then we, can, we can start to have those same effects. And it doesn't take long. Like you might, some people might go, oh, yeah, but that, that's probably days. No, it's not. It's literally a day. Within a day, just if you, so if you just sit down for the whole day, you're already starting to have some of those same detrimental effects that occur from, like, from, from being in zero gravity. And, and there's other horrendous stats, statistics. It's something like 75% of the UK population sit down for more than six hours a day. And we know like six, the six hour mark is like a, it's like a mark, it's like a line in the sand. And if you sit down for more than that, your risk factors of all those really nasty illnesses and diseases we, we hear about go through the roof. But if you stay under that six hour mark, it's, it, you're in much better shape. Um, so, so it's important that we do a, a combination of sitting and standing um, throughout the day. So that's why I sort of say, look, every half an hour, get up. And if it's just get up to go and get yourself a drink of water. Um, on, you know, if you're working from home and you've got a day like this and you're lucky enough to have a garden and you can just wander outside for a couple of minutes, fantastic. And then go back and you'll find, you'll find that it clears your head. The fact that you've stood up and sat down is, is really good for you. You've taken a few steps. Um, and if you can, as you're doing there, transfer to a standing position, that's much better. And you might not even realise you're doing this, Michael, but while, while you're standing there, you're not, you're not wobbling around from side to side, but you are moving a little bit. Yeah. You, you sort of, your weight goes to the left foot and then it goes back to it the does, right. Yeah. And those small movements are, are, are so critical to our, to our overall health and well-being. And, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, that you could go for a run this morning for half an hour and then go and sit down all day. And actually, that run hasn't really done much for you. It, it, it's good. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. But actually, if you, if you could instead have your run and move throughout the day, then the, the benefits to your health are immense. 
So, so really, really important that we, that we do move throughout the day. Very good. So talk to me now about posture, particularly as I'm in a standing position. Um, yep. I've, I've had poor posture. I've, I think it's improved in the last few years since I've done more exercise, but I'm sure other people are in the same situation that I do have a sedentary working lifestyle. I am, you know, I don't, I don't work on a building site lugging bricks around. I sit in an office and go to meetings, you know, like a lot of other white collar professionals. I have done all my life. Yeah. yeah. I walk between meetings. Yeah. And look, we do, we, there, there's absolutely times when we, when we all have to sit down. It's sort of, you know, it, it, it's, you know, sometimes you, you'll go to these meetings and, they, and, they, and, they're, and they're standing meetings where you can stand around the table, but most of the time we're all, we're sat, aren't we? We're yeah. sat at meetings yeah. and we're sat at a laptop. It's, it's sort of how we work. Um, and there are some positions, there are some certain positions that we, if, if we're going to be sat down, that we should try and um, engineer into our workspace to ensure that that's, yeah. that's good. Because, because it's, again, like right now I'm facing the screen, um, but if, if, I was, if I was facing out this way and my keyboard was facing over here and yet my screen is there, well, and you'd be surprised, and, and it seems like basic stuff, but you'd be surprised at the number of people I come across, and this is the case, that they've set up some sort of desk at home or even at work, and their keypad is here, but the, but the screen is there, and, and they're, they're constantly twisting yeah. and rotating all day, and, and they wonder why they've got a sore back and a sore neck, and, yeah. and, and, and so the, that's a fundamental. Like, if you're going to have your screen there and your keyboard over here, well, it's the same as sitting twisted like that all day. And if you sat yeah. like that all day, then you, you wouldn't be surprised you had a sore neck or a sore back. So I think first and foremost, let's be sensible and let's make sure that our, our keypad and our screen are in line. And from there, the, if we think of it, the, 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 the main tip is 90 degrees. So if you think of your ankle being at a 90 degree angle, your knees being at a 90 degree angle, and then your hips the same, 90, 90 degree angle. So when you're sitting, it, it should all be nice and nice straight lines and nice, nice angles. And if you're in those positions, that will allow you to sit up taller. Even as I'm sitting here talking, I've got, a, I've got a sort of got a nice big comfy chair here, but I, I very rarely will sit back in it because as soon as I do, it tends to, I tend to slump, even though I can, I can put my lower back right into the back of the chair, it still tends to, I still tend to slouch into it, whereas I will tend to sit on the edge of my chair, and I, and I recommend this to people all the time, sit on the edge of your chair, because if you do, it will force you into a more upright position, because you won't want to lean all the way back to the back of the chair. Um, whereas if, as soon as you start using the, that support at the back, you just slouch into it, and all, all, those, all those important postural muscles, they just stop working. And they, they've got an important job. They're, they're meant to work against gravity, when gravity is a pretty big force, but they're meant to work against it, and that's what they're built to do. But if we if we stop them doing their job by just slouching back into it or or rolling forward like this, then we've got a problem. So so ninety degree angles is the key: ankle, knee, wow. and hips. That should leave us in a more upright position. The keypad should be that there with us, so that we can just rest our elbows on the surface quite comfortably without our shoulders being here. Yeah. Um, or, or so low that we have to hunch over it. So we should be able to maintain a nice upper back position. And I always talk to people about the shoulder blades at the back of the spine. Really, we should think about pulling them down and in towards our spine. Now, some people think they need to sit like this. We, we don't. And, and it would be 
um, wrong to try and tell people to do that and be very hard to stay in that position as well. But thinking about just sitting upright, getting your chest up, that's a nice position. And think of the head, which is like a big bowling ball. It weighs about five kilos. So decent, decent weight, which should just then sit nice and gently on top of the head in a nice relaxed position. But if you imagine, if that head goes forward like this, suddenly it's come forward of the line of gravity and gravity will then take you forward with it. And it's a heavy structure. Or the other, the other thing we see often is that the shoulders round and as the head comes, we still need to look forward. So we end up doing this and we end up in that position jamming the back of our neck. Yeah. And, and you can imagine in that position, that's what causes things like headaches, stiff and tight neck, sore shoulders through here, just because we're stuck in this position and gravity is pushing the muscles that are clinging on for dear life to try and hang on to everything. And sitting in that position for any length of time is absolutely going to cause you some, some irritation. If you're there for, a, for a, you know, a short while, a few minutes, you know, I'll do it at times. I'll sit there and I'm a bit sort of hunched over, but I won't stay there for long. I'll get up and I'll move and, and, and that's okay. It's being stuck in any position for too long, which is not good. I was thinking about this as well, that you used the word hunched over and it was, I, was, I was going to raise it anyway. A lot, a lot of us have been given the technology to work from home, uh, which is a laptop computer, which ne isn't necessarily as, as ergonomic maybe as the equipment that we might have in our office with maybe one or two screens, a, a decent sized workspace, a keyboard that's ergonomic that you can get your hands around in a good seating yeah. position. You got any particular tips for how to orientate yourself around that piece of technology, which it almost encourages that hunching in, doesn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, unfortunately, they're, uh, they're not great pieces of kit, and I've been using mine a lot. And, and, and that's almost the problem. Like right here, right now, I've got my, um, I've got a screen in front of me, which is elevated. Um, and then I've got a, a key, keypad, which is on the desk, which is great. So I can, I can type on my keypad and I can look ahead at the, the um, right. Screen. A laptop, you're absolutely right, Bear Mock, but the, the, the screen is almost too low for us. So it, it, it is a bit of a problem, um, and it's hard. You, you, can, you can put something underneath the back of the laptop so it comes up in a bit of an angle. That, that, that's, my, that's sort of my best tip, if you like, because if you, just put a, if you just put the laptop under a book, the screen will be at a good height, but suddenly you've elevated it. Suddenly you like that, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. So my best tip is actually put... Put a, put a book just under the back of the um, laptop, wedge it up. Your keypad will now be on a bit of an angle, but it's still on the surface. Yeah. But, the, but the, suddenly the screen uh, comes up. So that, that's a better, and you can sort of pull the screen forward or back to, to adjust. That's sort of the best way. If there's any chance with that laptop of just sticking the whole thing up on a, on a, on a, a higher surface and having another keypad plugged into it, that's your best option by far. Um, but I know that's not always possible. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about as well on posture, um, when we used to use um, uh, standard telephones, balancing it in your neck and taking a message down, you know, I, I can feel my neck stiffening as I even demonstrate it for 30 seconds there. Yeah. Um, but we've now all got the technology with our, with our mobile phones. To, to, to plug in yep. that hands-free is is there an ergonomically uh, ergonomic benefit a physiological benefit to that as well jeff would you recommend people plug yeah in? 
massive. And and we've we've, we've got um, we've got an admin team in our business, and uh, you know it would be it would be wrong wrong of us to not have our all our, our girls set up directly, and so we do. And um, they've all got headsets that they wear for the okay. phone, so they don't, they don't pick the phone up anymore. They just push a button. They've got the headset on. Um, and and that's so much better. You're absolutely right. The, the old days of tucking the phone in here, it's horrendous. You know, you, you you're effectively when you do that, it's the same as doing that and that combined. And you've as you say, you've only got to do that for a couple of minutes, and you'll feel the tension. Seconds. Throw that, bit, and you're just you're just jamming. You imagine the neck. The neck is basically a bunch of vertebra, one on top of one on top of another, building blocks with little joints out to the side. And, and they all sit there quite happily, one on top of another. And, we'll, and we can turn and move and everything. And they, and they can do this, for sure. But if you do that to it and leave it stuck there for any length of time, you're just jamming the joints up and compressing all the muscles and all those really important structures like nerves. And it's no wonder that if you do that again and again and again, you end up with pain here, often pain down the arm as well. So just, just horrible, really. So, yeah, absolutely. If, if you can... Um, Put some headphones in when you're on the phone, um, or have it on speakerphone, or have a headset. Much, much better. Much yeah. better for us. So, just coming on to the furniture side of things, um, you know, a lot of us have got the the furniture that we've put in our homes for the purpose of being in our homes and comfortable. We talked a little bit about adapting um, your posture to do that. Actually, now that we realise that we're in this for the long haul, is it worth investing in some ergonomic furniture for the home? Well, I've, I've got a view on that. Like, I think, um, you know, I, I often get asked, sorry, the wind's blowing through here now. Um, I've got a view on that because, look, it's important that we have a good setup. There's no doubt. And, but my, 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 my first tip would be, look, if you, if you, have you got a desk that's at the right height, some sort of work surface, and whether it's the kitchen table or desk, look, I think, I think that should be something that people are doing. I, there's one thing that I would say do not do, and that's, and I'm not sure if you're doing this, Michael, but don't sit on your couch with your laptop on your knees or your laptop on the coffee table in front of you. Horrendous. You can't sit on your couch hunched over a laptop on a coffee table and don't sit on the couch with it on your knees tapping away. It's like you, you, you're asking for trouble, okay? That's like, I don't know, that's like jumping off a, a high building and hoping to, that you don't break your leg or something. It's, it's a bit yeah. silly. But but I but I do think people should be starting to think about maybe some sort of little desk that they that they could or table that they could have um, and work from, and then and then I get asked so often like what what sort of chair should I get, and I have a I have I think there's a few slides that we're going to share with people um, that, that they can look at later on. But indeed, yeah. One of those one of those slides is a picture of my my favourite chair and. When you see it, you'll understand why, but it's basically a chair of nails. Because I don't think anyone should be buying themselves a big, flash, comfy chair that you, you feel like you want to sink back into and, and get and sort of absorbed by the chair. Buy yourself, uh, if, or, or use, like I've got my, my, my chairs at my, my kitchen table are wooden chairs. Not the most comfortable things, but actually for, for sitting on, perfect, because I don't want to sit on them forever. I'll sit on the edge of them. They make me sit up straight. I don't want to lean back into them. Um, and then I'll get up and I'll move around. So I would say don't go and buy a big fancy chair. Buy, buy an uncomfortable one, one that's, one that's sort of, you know, a wooden chair is ideal, okay? 
Um, and it doesn't need to be a big, big chair. Make sure that you, you can sort of fit on it not comfortably. Yeah. Um, but you don't go and buy a fancy chair. The table, make sure the ta- if you're going to buy a table, make sure the table's at the right height for you too. Um, if, it's, if, if it's adjustable, great. But don't, again, you could spend a fortune on something that's adjustable when actually all you need is a, a standard table that you can rest your forearms on, your knees and your hips and your um, ankles are all at 90 degrees, and then you can put your computer on in front of you. If you can, as I say, if, if, you, if you happen to be working from a laptop, then certainly I think see if you could, could get um, a second keypad to plug in. That would be a really good investment. Um, if you've got a, a PC and you can jack the, uh, the screen up, even better. Um, but that would be the tips. I think a, a, a desk that's at a good height for you, um, a, a, a chair that's, um, that, you know, don't spend a fortune on a chair. Um, and in fact, a, 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 a firm chair is better than a soft chair. So I, I think about that. Um, none of these chairs that sort of almost as soon as you lean back, they sort of go with you. They're horrendous. Um, and you don't need one that goes up and down or anything. You know, find a chair that's just a wooden chair that you can get those 90 degree angles, get your key, keypad and laptop set up. Away you go. So does, does a healthy um, business situation where you're in and seating position, workplace environment, irrespective of whether we're in a lockdown and working from home, do, do they directly affect productivity? Have you got a direct evidence of that from clients you've worked with? Yeah, absolutely. No, we do. Um, you know, there's, and there's some great, there's some great stats out there now because because it's it's a, it's a big thing. You know, business clearly as a business owner, you want good productivity from your staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be, didn't it, that you know that was cracking the whip and you sit at that desk from nine till five and you slog your guts out and you eat your lunch at your desk and you know, get the work done. I think, I think, you know, the more business owners that I talk to now and the more the businesses, particularly the enlightened businesses that I go into in Manchester City Centre, places like Bentley as well, they've understood that you, you can't treat your staff like that and expect to get much from them. You, you need to, it's a two-way street. And, and staff now, employees, they're looking, you know, they, they, they're looking for employers who are, are, have their welfare at heart as well. And, and I think, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty um, savvy people, and we know that you know if, if someone's looking after us, we generally will give back a bit yeah. more. And you know, I think the research is pretty clear now that if you if you can have a workforce that is happy and healthy, and those two go hand in hand. If you you know people understand if you're looking after them and you're helping them, you know helping to put them in good positions and, and work, and um, you're looking after them with the the, the way you treat them. Um, and you know, if they need another keypad, you get them another keypad. And you might not give them the most comfortable desk in the, like that chair in the world, but that's because you want them to stand up and go to that standing desk now. So I think workplaces are understanding that. And yeah, and, and, and as I say, the research is clear now that if you if your workforce is is bought into the fact that you're looking after them, you start to get that back in spades in terms of their. At their, their own happiness and therefore their productivity at work and they're, they're, you know, they're looking forward to coming into work. They're not dreading sitting at their desk all day. Okay, I get that. And they're, they're the sort of found foundation principles behind Live Better. So, Absolutely. yeah, we're signed up to that. Right, we're going to take a few questions from the audience in just a sec, but I've just got one more before we do. So please keep firing them in on the q and I can see a few filling up in there already. But Jeff, just, just quickly, um, um, 
Can you give us a couple of tips on what to include in our day from nine to five to keep physically healthy? And if you need a demonstrator, then, you know, I'm happy to. I think, I think we should all be thinking about what can we do? And particularly we're working at home, you know, if, if you're working from home right now, um, and it's not, it's not, it's all, it's not all it's cracked up to be working from home. I get that. Like I, I actually, I find it quite stressful if I'm being honest in terms of the environment with children running around and I'm trying to concentrate and, you know, I, I, I'd rather be in the office, but, um, it, it, having said that, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of pluses, you know, you're not sitting in your car or, or the tram or the train or whatever, getting to and from work. So you've lost all your travel time. Well, that's amazing. You know, okay. so why not use that to go for a walk, go for a run, go for a bike ride, do something, get some fresh air. So again, there's some clear evidence that if we're, if we're getting fresh air and we're, we're actually somehow interacting with nature, so seeing trees, water, listening to the birds, and it might sound a bit fluffy and woolly, but again, the evidence is clear. If we're, we're a bit more interacting with nature, it makes us, it makes us feel better and our well-being is better. We'll get some vitamin D, which is massively important to our overall health and well-being. That's sunshine, right? Absolutely. That stuff's out there right now. And we don't see a lot of it sometimes, so you should lap it up. But it's, it's really important. And so I'd say I, I do think we should all be trying to get outside. And no matter what the weather, there's no, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's bad clothing, isn't it? So whether it's rain, hail or shine, get out there for at some point in your day for some fresh air. I think that's really important. Okay, right, let's go to audience questions. Cool, right, first one. Uh, I have children that are doing schoolwork every day. Well, you, you know about that, Jeff. I don't, mine are a bit older. Some of it is yes. on an iPad. Should I be thinking about getting them moving and thinking about how they sit during the day as well? So I imagine the, the answer is a very obvious yes. But um, get some tips, some tips when, because people are up, you know, in their working roles at the moment, they've got the dual role of homeschooling as well. So any tips there for... Bring it, building um, good habits in kids? Yeah, well, look, it's a great question. And I've got two little girls at home, uh, nine, nine and six, and, uh, you know, they are. They're working from iPads and laptops. And, um, uh, I mean, my wife's doing most of that homeschooling, and I know it you know, looks brutal to me. Uh, but, you know, it's hard work for everyone. And our, our, our nine-year-old, I'm constantly on it. I'm sure like a lot of parents, you know, sit up straight. She, she tends to hunch over her, 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 work, her work a lot of the time. And, and I'm, at, I'm at her to, to, to sit up straight. But what I do with her is I make her get up and move. Um, and, and, and I think particularly what I've noticed with the kids, and it's the same for all of us to an extent, we've got a limited attention span. I think, I think as adults, we think that we can just plough on through throughout the day. Well, to an extent we can, but actually our attention spans are much shorter than we think. And, and, and that's why I say every half an hour we should get up and move. And I think with the kids, you should be doing exactly the same thing. Do, set them a piece of work to do. Um, get on with it. And, and no matter where they're up to after half an hour, get them up and throw them outside for, for <laughs> just for five minutes. Give them a drink. Yeah. Give them something to eat if, if, if necessary, but a quick snack. Yeah. And then bring them back in. And I know with children, sometimes it's hard to, to, to make them refocus. So maybe you want to... You, you, but you need, to, you need to incorporate that into their day. And you should definitely be incorporating some sort of exercise for them if possible. Um, I know with our two, if they can get a bit of exercise, they're in such a better mood. And actually, they work better when they've had some exercise. 
And if they don't and they haven't been outside, I don't know because the weather's no good or whatever, they're grouchy as anything and they don't focus properly. Yeah. So I would certainly be saying with the kids, get them up. And look, it's good to it's good to start that conversation with your children about sitting up, you know, sitting up and not hunching over things. They'll get away with it at this age, but 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 you leave them like that for the next ten or fifteen years, then they're coming to see me because they're they're sore. So um, don't do that. Like get them. Like, but but start with some of those conversations gently. Don't don't keep smashing them about it though, because they turn they switch off. I know my daughter. If I just keep saying, if I tell her all the time, she doesn't listen to me. Whereas if I make her, I make her get up instead and come and do something that just takes her away from that posture, and and I think that's the better way to do it. It's about planning your day and doing things together that work with their routine, your routine, doing the exercise together. Absolutely. We've been trying to, like, late in the day, get out, we've got a little dog, we'll take him out of the family for a walk. And, you know, that's great. You know, everyone's sort of like, get your work done so we can go for a walk. I think that's a good thing to do too. Great. We've got a few more questions now as well. Um, This one here from Kate Byford. I have quite short legs. I never knew that, Kate. I never noticed. And she struggles to have her knees at 90 degree angles if the if a chair is high enough for a desk. Is a footrest a good idea? Yeah, really good idea. And I think and for, for some people who've got shorter legs, that, that, that can be a real issue. And you don't want the legs sort of hanging down because it puts a lot of pretty, or you end up sort of on your toes and that, that can create a lot of tension around the ankles and calves, which is not much fun. So... A footrest is by far away the best option if you if you can't because if you again if you've got a chair that does go up and down if you're not careful you'll you'll get your seat right but then the, the desk is up here so if you've not got adjustable things absolutely a footrest but if you haven't got a footrest like a, a couple of a few a couple of big books that you sit on the floor but but get but think about those 90 degree angles so you've got that right very good next one um one of our attendees who hasn't identified themselves say they attended Live Better Manchester at the Etihad. They know that physical well-being is, is, is clearly a good thing. They're bought into it. But it's a timely reminder, and I thank them for this, is Mental Health Awareness Week. And a lot of people are struggling in this lockdown. And I'm thinking as you're talking, Jeff, that a lot of those things about getting out, getting vitamin D, a bit of sun on your face, a bit of rain on your face if necessary, changing your physical position also helps your mental position and um, so do what, what linkages would you make and what advice would you give in making that case that exercise supports better mental health that's uh, massive and i think i think you know we've probably gone through this phase now of we, we we people talked a lot for a while there about physical health and exercise and and, and that side of things and then more recently it's become mental health and mental well-being um and i think at times people have tried to like Let's separate the two. And, and I've never felt that that's a good idea. I think, you know, again, if you look at an athlete, you know, they, they, like a professional athlete, they'll have a huge amount of stress on them. And, and a lot of it's they'll place on themselves. But, you know, they, then they've got the physical aspect as well. But for all of us, I, I, right now, I, I sympathise with everyone. Like, I'm, I've, I'll, I'll, I'll openly admit that I've been pretty stressed over these last few weeks. And, and even now, you know, it's, it's not easy on anyone. You know, I've got a, I've got a business. I've had to furlough staff. Um, trying to trying to sort of trying to sort of keep the business running in some shape or form. I know for like so many people out there, there's a lot of stress about either their own business or their staff. That you know, people who are furloughed, it's really difficult. And and then you've got people who who are still working, um, and now they're working from home. And I think even some of those people I talk to, they're still a bit guilty that uh, there's always this guilt of I should be 
maybe helping my wife or my kids or, or I'm working and my friend's not. And it's really tough out there right now. It's tough on everyone. But I think there's no doubt that, again, the, the, the research is getting better and better on this as well, that there is a, they're inextricably linked, our mental health and our physical well-being. And if we can, if we can take, I think, we, I think a lot of us will realise that, you know, we, we could, you might wake up in the middle of the night like something is, is it sounds it feels terrible and you're really worried about something um and in the morning you get up and it's you know it's it maybe doesn't feel quite so bad once we actually get into our day but you know if you can go and do a bit of exercise and i'll do this myself i'll go for a run and when i come back from my run i feel so much better it feels like i've cleared my head a little bit I, you get some endorphins you know like scientifically we get endorphins released which are our body's natural painkillers and they give us a bit of a high um, and you'll feel better from exercising and getting the, the, the fresh air, being at one with, you know, if you can run, run in a park or something, that's better. Trees actually help us and birds and water, all those things actually help. Vitamin D absolutely helps us. It makes, again, scientifically, vitamin D makes us feel better. So, you know, if we can do these things and, and incorporate some, some fresh air and exercise into our day, it will absolutely help with our mental well-being, and I think it's the same. Like if you've got pain, whether it's a sore back or sore neck or sore knee, you feel, it immediately feel worse. You don't feel good about yourself, and and, and that's where we, things can down, go downhill a bit. Um, whereas if we if we don't have pain, we we generally start to feel better about ourselves. So so if we can exercise and and and, and help our, help ourselves in that respect, I think it's it's a much it's, a, it's the way forward. Um. One final question before we uh, wrap things up, and it, it, it's a good one as well. About I was thinking about this in my wardrobe upstairs in in a box, not not seen the light of day for two months. Um, pairs of nice shoes that I bought for myself. Um, but what's the importance of good footwear when you're out exercising and and, and walking around as well? Very important too. You know, you, so if you think of we always talk about um, stabilize as a physio stabilizing things from the ground up. Um, as well as from the sort of the hips down. So yeah. we're often looking at lower limb alignment. And, you know, for any of you out there that have got sore knees, sore Achilles tendons, sore feet, uh, sore hips, even a sore back, you know, a lot of that can be related to our footwear and the way we're walking. Um, so so the, 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 the shoes that you wear on your feet um, have a direct impact on, on uh, pain, tightness, function through our lower limbs and into our back. So really important. And, you know, if possible, when you're getting footwear, um, like particularly things like running shoes or walking shoes, um, it's good to maybe if possible, get some sort of video analysis done to check that you're getting the right pair of shoes for you. But likewise, even if you're wearing things like business shoes or, or work shoes, or whatever, um, again, make sure they're well fitting. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly if you're going to be wearing any, any sort of footwear for, for any length of time, it's really important because Again, if, you, if your feet aren't right, it will have a direct knock-on effect further up the body. But here's the thing at the moment, Jeff. I'm working from home, and we ask people to take their shoes off at our door because we've got nice nice flooring. Um, so I, I'm, apart from when I go out for my exercise and put some trainers on, I'm not wearing shoes anymore at all. Is, is there any difference to that? For, for my, no, well, for most of us, there's not. Um, most of us, like some, some people have very, very flat feet, or their feet um, actually roll in heavily. Um, and, 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 and there's an element of that that can be a weakness in the feet that can be corrected with some strength work. But for some people, that's an anatomical 
especially that's how they are. And they do actually need some support like orthotics or yeah. inserts to help. And, and those people often find it's really uncomfortable to be in bare feet and they should. And, you know, and, and most of those people will actually have a pair of shoes that they wear around the house with their orthotics in because of pain. But for the vast majority of us, actually wandering around in bare feet at the moment will be one of the best things you've done for a long okay. time. It'll be tough when you put your, like, I put my work shoes on uh, yesterday, but one, and uh, it, it does it. Like your feet, your feet sort of become accustomed to wandering around in bare feet. The little yeah. muscles in your feet work better. Um, it's really good for us. And, and again, there's some, there's some really good research, um, if anyone wants to delve into it, but about being barefoot and almost the, the, the energy we get from the ground coming through our feet. Oh, and again, I, we, we think that that's a really good thing for us to be wandering around in bare feet and it helps our mental and physical well-being. Fantastic. Jeff, this has been really, really interesting, really fascinating. Is there anything that I can demonstrate, anything I, I could be doing? I must admit, I don't stand up for very long and I, I don't like doing it. I've, I've always struggled, to be honest. I was probably one of the only people that actually welcomed all seater stadiums at football. If you ask me to walk, I can walk all day, but ask me to stand still in one place, as I think you might have picked up. You know, it's tricky. Um, it, it does hurt a bit. I have to keep moving around. Um, but what, um, any, any, what, what should I be doing? Well, for, for people who might have one of these at home, there's a, this is a okay. foam roller. Okay. Now, this one, this one is actually, a, this is a, you, you get some foam rollers that are flat. Uh, they're the same width the whole way, like the whole, same circumference the whole way around. This one's got a bit of a dip in the middle, as you can see, which is really good for your back. So we, I often tell people to use this on your upper back. So you, you stick this in behind your, behind your back um, in, that, in, that, in, that, in that groove, your spine's in the middle of that groove lie on your back and you use it on the upper part you just you okay. can just lie back over it and if you think when we're if, we're if we've become a bit like this during the day yeah. lying back over that and doing the opposite movement is really Brilliant. good for it and even rolling back and forth so it's a bit of like a bit of self-massage so they're, they're really good and i often encourage people to get one of those and and use it a couple of times throughout the day when you're having a little break from sitting okay. down it really helps the other thing that's really good to do, um, and you can do this best done in, actually this one's best done in sitting, but if you've got a, something like a golf club or a broom handle or a mop or something at home that you can stick behind your shoulders and you can do some rotations with it, okay. and then that really helps to open up that upper back, um, get it moving. If you don't have anything like that, putting your hands in behind your shoulders and rotating either way, is a, again, it, it, that upper part of our back is where we get all the rotation from. And when it gets hunched over, How's that? We, yeah, it looks good. You, you do need to do it in sitting, though, to sort of take your hips out of the equation. Otherwise, you can to rotate. Better done in sitting. Very good. But that upper back is where we get all the rotation. So if we can do that movement, it, it really helps Very open good. up everything up again. Fantastic. Jeff, this has been really good. I hope people have enjoyed it who've logged in. I hope it's a good 45 minutes of their day as a break from whatever they're doing work-wise. Um, I hope you're not going to hunch over your laptops uh, any, anymore as a result of this advice from, from Jeff, Jeff Ross of Harrison Ross. Um, and if you do have any ailments, uh, I believe your, your surgery is now open. Is that right, Jeff? And you're practicing social distancing. Yeah, so we've, we've, I've, I've been spending, yeah, I've been spending the last week just trying to um, get ourselves in a position where we've got, we've got four clinics um, around Manchester. We, some of them are in gyms, but our Manchester City Centre Clinic, I've now 
We've now got open. I've, I've just started some week, uh, some work this week, um, just putting everything in place. So we've got, um, you know, we've created a really safe environment here for both ourselves and Fantastic. our clients, so that the, the, the people can feel very safe coming into the rooms. Um, and uh, so yeah, so we're now open. I'll me, me to start with, but um, we've got a couple of our other physios joining next week. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for your time, Jeff. I hope. Um, I hope this whole situation gets less stressful for you because I know, like everyone, you've, you've uh, been very honest and said about the strains it's taking on you, your family and, you, and your business. But, you know, with this support network that we've got, we can all, I think, chip in and help one another. So this is Live Better Virtual. Um, please visit our website, look out on our social channels, and we'll be coming back to you with many more webinars, hopefully, that we can uh, help support you during this lockdown. Have a great day, everyone.